Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Cassie Sobleton. I'm a health and wellness expert, speaker, and author of Back to Balance. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hello, my name is Don Jose Ruiz, co-author of the Fifth Agreement, and you're listening to Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Yo, this is Tommy, TommyMacYoga.com. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Handstands, everyone. Hi, this is Bob Ross. I'm a teacher of Transcendental Meditation, and you're listening to a great show, the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Delbao, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, Humble Warriors. Hey, I am so fired up today for today's guest. Big time. As uh, I'm, as some of our listeners know, I'm a Western Michigan grad. And we've got, we, a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, row the boat and that mantra and you wrote a, a blog about it yep and today we are so lucky to have pj fleck the coach of western michigan football and the creator of the row the boat mantra on the show and before we get started i want to make sure we thank everybody for subscribing to the humble warrior podcast on itunes following us on twitter at the warrior pod and liking the humble warrior podcast on facebook instagram and youtube so we've got pj fleck online and he is the head football coach of the Western Michigan football program, the second youngest coach in the FBS. And my team, the Western Michigan Broncos, are currently 8-0 and ranked in the AP Top 25 for the first time in program history. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Coach Fleck. Welcome, Coach. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us on the podcast. Thanks, Coach. Uh, we just, uh, you know, we were at the game this past weekend. Great day, great day for football. It was just a good time. So we appreciate uh, you inviting us and love the culture you created there. And the atmosphere was truly energetic. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, you guys are always welcome at Waldo Stadium anytime. I will definitely be there more often. You know, it's been, I, I was telling Chris, it's been since about 2009 since I last attended a game at Western. I got to say the atmosphere there. It's night and day from when I used to go when I was an undergrad in the early 90s. There's just an electricity in the air with what you've done with the program. Well, I think the biggest thing is is them allowing me to be able to to do what we do. You know, Kathy Beauregard, our athletic director, President John Dunn, uh, being able to allow me to be me. You know, there's so many places around the country where you're not allowed to be yourself, I think. Uh, and people try to change you. And, you know, it's it's... Uh, I, I just want to be me, you know, I, I just want to be able to run a program the way that I can run it and believe in what I want to believe and do it the right way. And, and Kathy Beauregard and Dr. Dunn have allowed me to do that. They've allowed me to really kind of reach out and touch and be very involved with our student body, uh, with our administration, with our community. And I thank them for that because, you know, it starts with them. They have to be willing to allow you be willing to allow you to do those types of things. Uh, and they definitely do. So I'm very thankful to them for me, for them to be allowing me to be the real me on a daily basis and uh, continue to do that every day. And I think that's great. A lot of our listeners strive. You know, we're looking for ways to just be more authentic in our lives and to be able to be in a position where you can really express yourself the way that you were meant to is an awesome opportunity. Um, you know, this this row the, boat mon row the boat mantra has been talked about over and over in the past year, and it's been growing and growing. Can you uh, tell us the philosophy behind it and what that means? 
Yeah, I sure can. Um, first of all, February 9th, uh, 2011, uh, lost my second son to a heart condition. And anytime you hold your child as he takes his last breath, uh, it changes your life forever. Right. And, mm-hmm. and um, that was something near and dear to obviously me. And I wanted to be able to give people something uh, for the rest of their lives that don't even like football, but give them something to believe in, to never give up. And that's what it really is. It's a never give up attitude and never give up mantra. Uh, and it's very simple. Uh, whether you like football or don't like football, everybody can row the boat. And if you want an organization to row in the same direction, same speed, same efficiency, you got to do these things. So the first thing is the or. The or is the energy. And you already mentioned that the energy you bring to your life, your family, your religion, uh, your spirituality, football, academics, uh, and your oar is either in the water or it's out of the water. And the only person that controls that is you. If you stop rowing and you give up, you're going to stay in the same place. If you keep rowing through all the storms, you got a shot. Uh, same thing with the success part. The second part is the sacrifice. The sacrifice is what are you willing to give up for something that you've never had? Because as human beings, we all want something. But there's a price to pay and you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of things. So what are you willing to give up for something that you never had? And the more you give, the more you serve, the more you give up, the bigger the boat gets, the more people you can influence, the more the people you can serve and give uh, and the stronger the boat gets. So it can handle any storm. The third part is the compass. The compass is the direction of your life set by the leaders of your life and your circle. Who do you surround yourself with? If you surround yourself with really bad people that don't do all the right things, you are not going to do the right things. If you surround yourself with elite people, you are on your way to becoming elite. Uh, and finally, when, you, when you're rowing a boat, your back is to the future. You can't control that. you got to trust your compass and trust the people within your boat. You're rowing in the present, which is the only thing you can control. But you're looking at the past, which is the only thing you can't change, but you can learn from. So you can change your path and your course throughout your entire life. So that's the whole row the boat uh, message. Again, um, has nothing to do with winning or losing. And we don't talk much about winning and losing here. We talk about the process of winning and how to become a winner. And that's what we want to be able to have accomplished here and change as many lives as we possibly can, not only on the field, but off the field. And that's one of the things that, that, we really like about this mantra it's not like you said it's not about winning and losing it's about being a better it's about being a better person and and changing your life and then the the result is whatever is your work that you're putting into it yeah the result we define result as data you know we live in a world right now in 2016 uh where results are everything Mm -hmm. and people focus on results they reward results um, they get hired and fired based on results, which is we understand that. That's the world we live in. However, to get to that data and that information, there's an incredible lengthy process that has to start with purpose, that has to start with why are you doing what you're doing? Who, right. you, who are you doing it for? What are you doing? Why are you doing? How are you doing it? It starts with that to actually get to a result. Once you get information and you get the data, responding to that is also part of the process. Right. So we focus so much on just the result, but the perspective of that beforehand and the response afterwards really should be the main focus of how we live our lives. And that is no different on the football field and no different off the football field. Right. And it's 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 refreshing to see this this philosophy in sports, especially for, for men, you know, and uh, to take it in what we call spiritual fitness is to really have mantras and philosophies to really get to that why and to understand like you just said 
It's the data or the information that will come our way positively or negatively that once we've had the information and we know how to absorb the information to get to that why of like why we're here, what is my purpose, and just keep direct going in that direction. Well, you hit it right on the head. You know, um, you know, I live at a, I work at a public institution, but I'm very, I'm very strong in my faith and my belief and the way I look at things. But we live in a world, at least I coach in a world that is gratification is result driven. I get paid to be paranoid. I get paid to have incredible amount of pressure on me. Uh, I, I take my staff's lives and put it on me as well, which I actually care about. I care about their children. I care about their futures. I care about their wives. I care about our community, believing in our program. I, I care about, uh, you know, our student body, believing in something bigger than themselves. So, again, it's you encompass all these things. But the only thing that people want to see at the end of the day is a W. And right. I, I don't necessarily agree with all of that, but that's the world I live in. So there's a world that I have to live in. That's what are my steps to get there? Because I'm not going to focus on that. I have to focus and put my head down to the pool at night knowing I'm doing it the right way, but doing it my way as well. And I think that's important. I think. I think how a lot of people can learn from us is, and when you talk from the spiritual perspective, is you've defined how you want to live, right? Uh, PJ, that's um, that's what I'm getting at is you love football, but you want to do it a certain way. And through your philosophy and through living it out, the right people have come to the forefront as far as the administration and the staff and the players. So you are really creating the world you've always wanted. And it's just now it's it's slowly manifesting. Well, I think a lot of people talk to me about I'm the gimmick guy. I'm the I'm the you know, I'm I have all the slogan guys. No, I, I put definitions to my world and my life and what I want my players to at least have a foundation for for the rest of their life. You know, there's over 217 words our players must know upon command the definition of why do I do that? Because if I don't teach them what the definition of integrity is, at least our program definition, the, the definition of what a man is, the definition of accountability, the definition of attitude, who is, right? So who's right. going to teach them that? And then at least 105 players are all speaking the same language, right? And when they leave me, they at least have a start. Whether they agree or disagree with it when they leave me, they have a start. And they at least have a base foundation of, I know what that word means. Am I, am, is that exactly what I want to be? Or is that something I don't want to be? Um, and we keep our definitions very broad for a lot of people to uh, be able to adapt to, uh, over time. But, you know, I want to be able to live a joyful lifestyle. Right. And I want my players to live a joyful lifestyle, not a happy life. You know, happiness right. is based on circumstance. You know, you get hired, you get side excited, you get fired, you're sad happiness is based on perspective to or, uh, circumstance to circumstance to circumstance. And you let the circumstance dictate your behavior. Joy is a perspective of all the circumstances that no matter what happens to you, it's the best, it's the greatest blessing in the world, which takes an incredibly strong minded and strong willed and an incredibly passionate uh, person that's deep in its faith to be able to believe that. And that's not what our world's about, but I want our players to know that our program and our culture is different, that you will come out of here learning a joyful lifestyle and that is one of the direct correlations to winning right so um again uh, we define joy as the perspective of circumstance happiness as letting circumstance dictate your behavior so it's very simple we, we dissect these things so players know how they're feeling and they can put a put a word to it or an ex or express how they're feeling a little bit more than just saying i'm feeling good or i'm feeling great I mean, what does that actually mean right Right. Going a little deeper, 
going a little deeper of them finding themselves and you giving them a platform over the four years that they're with you so they can take that, you know, for the, you know, the next, you know, the next part of their journey in their life, whatever that may be. You got it. So coach, what does spirituality mean to you? How would you define spirituality? I think there's a few parts. Um, you know, I work at a public institution, so really sharing my faith with others is really kind of frowned upon at public institutions. Um, but I do it in my own unique way. But here's the, what I really believe in being spiritual is, is, is having faith and believing in something bigger than yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether, whether someone doesn't believe in, in God, does believe in God, has different, different, uh, different religions, uh, their God is someone else. If they don't believe in anything like that, but they believe in some other higher power, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want our players to understand is I want you to take something to have faith and belief in something greater than you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that you aren't, I believe spirituality is you're, are, you aren't in control of your life. Right. right. Uh, you're going to be put in certain places because there's a reason for you to be there. And my whole thing is, is that I'm not in control of my life. I know that wherever, uh, whoever I believe in puts me, right, that I'm there to serve and give as long as he needs me there. Mm-hmm. And then sooner or later, he's going to take me out of that situation and put me somewhere where he needs me to serve and give others. Because that's what my life is. It's serving and giving. And that's what spirituality is all about to me. It's about believing something bigger than yourself. It's about serving others and giving to others, period. And the minute, like, that, that's how I really have to look at my life, that I don't live for me. It's not about me. It's about how I can get other people to live their best life. And like I said, that's, that's my definition of spirituality. I know it's long, but no. um, I don't think there's a one or two word answer that you can no. really describe spirituality. But for me, again, it's that. It's that bigger than yourself type concept. Yeah, we've had many guests on the show and, and you know, and from many of uh, my mentors and writers of spiritual and personal development, it's really all saying the same thing. It's just in different It's really serving, losing yourself, being something much, you know, having faith that you're, 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 you're part of this much bigger plan. And we're just, um, once we understand that and we have this awareness that we're just an instrument and we're created a certain way to bring those gifts to the world and share those to the world and have faith that we will be led down certain paths. And sometimes the paths are going to kind of question, we question that maybe not question it, but it may be unorthodox. But if we live that way of just following through our heart and serving, you know, uh, that's what it's really about. Yeah, I go back to go back to year one here at Western Michigan. I, I leave the NFL. I think I'm going to be in the NFL and be a head coach in the NFL in five to six years. And then I take a job at Western Michigan in the Mid-American Conference uh, and take over a program that historically hasn't been very good, with all due respect, in mm-hmm. terms of just statistical looking at it. Um, and then go one and 11. And now you're the youngest head coach in the country. You're a questionable hire already. You're one and 11. Uh, it, it is, it, you have, you have no friends here. You have nobody, no support system. And you're in a part of the country you, you're not very familiar with in terms of in the state of Michigan. And, and here you are with all this responsibility and it, your plan hasn't worked. If anything, it's been, it's been from the outsider's perspective destroyed, but that's what row the boat was about. It's about completely digging a foundation as deep as you need to dig it to build a solid foundation for the future and to keep that ore in that water, no matter how, good or bad life's going right and, and the only difference between really successful people and non-successful people is usually uh, we all have a chance to be very successful but sooner or later someone quits and then another one quits and another one quits and the guy that's there like last man standing 
and continues to change his best is usually the one that's successful. That's yep. just a kind of a process of elimination, the way at least my life has worked. And so, again, it's it's believing in something bigger than yourself, knowing there's a plan that I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to have the row the boat mantra here. When people wanted to throw me out of the boat, sink the boat, drill holes in the boat, hit me in the head with an oar, uh, they want to do everything. You know, they throw for sale signs in your yard. I mean, whatever it was, and you're sitting there saying, okay, am I really supposed to be here? And obviously, two and a half, three years later, this is the reason why I was placed here. Absolutely. And it seems like, though, which is great and just doing the research on you is obviously you've got a tremendous faith. But during this time, you just in your inner knowing, you just knew in a way, didn't know maybe how the outcome was going to turn that. Like you said, I needed to be here for right now, which kind of leads me to the next question is what kinds of things do you do, Coach, to take care to take care of yourself, keep your bo- mind, body, and spirit balanced and fed for yourself to have this like enthusiasm and this passion and just this this leadership to bring to a group, not only to mo- young men but a whole administration and a whole town and a whole student body. What are you doing on a daily basis for you to stay, you know, very centered and to you know basically walk the walk? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is it's all about perspective. I mean, a hundred percent perspective and response, right? Those two things. But my energy, um, comes from, uh, my life's purpose, right? I'm 35 years old, but I've found out my purpose in life is to serve and give others. And I have an energy and a passion to serve and give others. Remember, I have an elementary education degree. I taught sixth grade social studies. So that's where my energy comes from is the, the, the purpose of serving and giving others. My wife, Heather is my balance. Um, in terms of she's not like the opposite of me. She's even more positive than me. She's more energetic than me. She's got a bigger heart than me. And she challenges me every single day, guys, to be the best me I can be. Mm. And she holds me accountable because I'm a human being like anybody else. You've got to, if you're going to preach something, you better do it. Right. And if you believe it, then you go do it. Don't you be one of those guys that just say you're going to do it and you don't do it. You go do it no matter how hard it is or how easy it is. You go do it, and you go do it the P.J. Fleck way, and that's what she always tells me. So she, whether it's being a dad to my kids, Gavin, Carter, Paisley, and Harper, who I want to be the best dad for, the best uh, head coach for, the best uh, spiritual light for, you want to do all these things, but there's so many hours in a day. But she holds me accountable to get all those things done, and to have a partner like that, to have a teammate like that, um, that truly inspires you on a daily basis to be better than you were the day before in every area of your life and hold you accountable. Again, that's what keeps me balanced. Um, and the theory of ADS disease, we call it in our house, we call it ain't done squat because <laughs> you've never really arrived. You know, you're constantly on this journey in this path, but that's what really makes me, uh, uh, I guess it really balances me out. Cause I think every human being has an ego. Right. But what is your I believe in I believe in sacrifice. I believe in taking my ego and directing the energy towards sacrifice and loving someone else and finding a way to change their life. Right. Right. Well, that's that's interesting. You say that because part of our podcast, you know, I practice martial arts and we talk about one of the philosophies we talk about is the discovery and destruction of ego as the team has been getting more notoriety and becoming better and getting more of a bigger spotlight on everybody. How has ego come into play for you and the players, and how, how are you dealing with that experience? 
Well, first, I don't think ego is a bad thing. I think ego can really make you accomplish a lot of things maybe you never thought you could. So I don't think ego is just negative. I think there's a part of ego that's really, really positive for self-help, for self-development, for Mm self-awareness, for spiritual development. Uh, I think you have to be very confident before you make very, very tough decisions. And I think ego gives you that. But there's that balance of crossing over to the other side of where ego can start um, taking that away from you. What we do is we bring everything back to our culture, right? And our culture starts with family. Forget about me. I love you. And we define love in our culture as sacrifice. So family, forget about me. I love you. It comes back to that. It is not about you. So we've got 105 football players who are all having a phenomenal year. However, they all believe and they've all bought in 100% to it is not about me. It's about how can I make my teammate better? You know, when we first got here, we had three leaders on this team in our leadership council. We have 36 members of our leadership council. Then off the branch of that, we have an eight. We call it the Elite Eight. There's Elite Eight guys off of that leadership council that really get to do all these special different activities. Everybody thrives to become a leader of our culture, not of our football team, a thriver off our football culture because it's really not about my message from the head coach, right? It's not about my message. That starts the vision. It's how many people – how many messengers you can get to spread that message, right? right. You think of anything right. spiritually, right? How many people can spread that message? You think of your culture in football, how many people can spread that message? Because I can be the only one rowing the boat, and it could be the greatest philosophy in the world. But if I don't have anybody rowing with me, I ain't going to go anywhere. Right, right. We're not going to get to some place place from point A to point B as fast as we possibly can or as efficiently as we can or overcome the obstacles as, as, as best we can. So it comes back always to our culture. Everything we do, we center it around and bring it back to our culture. Forget about me. I love you. And everything we do within our culture is designed to pour out and emphasize and be truly that beacon for our culture. That's, you know, I, this is why we're so attracted to this mantra and to you is that our podcast is all about these kinds of topics and these, these inspirational stories and it's awesome to see it come across on the football field with your team. And I'm sure it's starting to infiltrate the Kalamazoo community as you get more and more attention. Um, I'd love to see it just, you know, it's a, such a positive message that I think is important for just people in general. Like you said, it's not just about football. It's really just how we can live better lives ourselves. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I mean, it's been very public. You know, one thing I'll say is that when you, when you do have something that's very personal to you and you use it to inspire others, especially as a college football coach where you're always on a national spotlight and you're always up for, for criticism uh, every day in the media, whether it's ESPN or someone else, there are shows made just to criticize coaches and every decision you make. Mm. And then you put something personally uh, out there about you, um, not for attention, but to help other people to show you're a very you're a real person. And if I can help you with some things, here's my life. You know, let me be able to help you with something like that. That's very positive. But with that becomes the negativity too, right? You've got to be strong enough and with strong enough will and have a little bit of that ego that this is the right way uh, and uh, from what you believe in or for what you believe in because there's going to be people that bash it. You know, Akron, they burned the oar last week when we played Akron Mm -hmm. and smashed it before the game. And then we had a coach publicly say he'd rather go through chemotherapy than, than lose to our culture. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Right. If that's your perspective of things, I mean, you have to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, the, and I think that's why our culture is very different. And I think I don't not, not sure if people either really like it or really don't like it. That doesn't matter to me. We're just different. 
I'm just, and I don't try to be different. It's just different. But one thing I will say about our, our culture, we are not perfect. But one thing we are, we're very real. And we define real as remarkable effort applied to life. You start thinking about a remarkable effort applied to your life. That's all you can ask people to do. And one thing I can say is that if people are focused that much on us and that much on row the boat, that much on our culture, then you're not spending enough time focusing on yourselves. Right. I mean, that's all I focus on is how can I make our culture better? I, I don't focus on anyone else. Right. I, I know how I can serve and give others, but I'm not focusing on how I can beat them or do different things. If my culture and our culture with our staff is strong enough with our players, we can accomplish any goal that we ever set our mind to. It just doesn't have to be within one year or two years, but we will eventually accomplish it. Well, coach, you know, and we use this, we've used this philosophy many times on the podcast, life is a mirror, right? So, and like, you're like, people are not sometimes focusing on themselves, but what you're doing and, you know, in, in this positive environment and a new way to maybe go about uh, spirituality and sports and what you're doing is now you're having other coaches and other teams, like maybe like not looking within themselves and, you know, and it's, it's, it's very eye opening and, we love what you're doing and to continue to keep doing it. And, um, and we're going to be following you the whole way. In fact, um, you know, we're, we're, we live in Oakland County, so we're going to be there at the uh, at Ford Field, right? At the MAC, MAC Championship. Is that where it is at Ford Field? That's right. We'll it be, is, yeah. It, it's there. We well, still got a long way to go we, to meet you there. But, we do. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll let we'll, you know in a few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Coach, lastly, any words of advice you can give to any of our listeners on how to handle any current adversity or obstacle in their life with everything we oh just talked gosh. about? Absolutely. I, I give you the story of Nehemiah. I mean, um, here's a guy who's the king's wine taster, and, and that's his job. And all of a sudden, he wants to go build the wall, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So he goes out there by himself and starts building them, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. uh, people threw rocks at him, said he's crazy. You know, there's no <laughs> way you can keep these thieves from doing all these things. And, and, uh, and, and, and creating all these crimes. And he said, I'm doing uh, great work. I will not come down. And that's what he continued to say. And they threw rocks at him and he wouldn't come down. And then they tried to kill him with, kill him with, uh, with, with actual positivity. Oh, you're doing great. Why don't you come down? Kill him with awards. Well, yeah, you're doing great. You know, we want to, we want to celebrate you. We want to reward you. Knowing they didn't, they just wanted him to come down. He said, Hey, look, I'm doing elite work. I will not come down. And he never came down. And his sacrifice for building that wall kept everything out. And uh, all I can continue to say is just never let the circumstance dictate your behavior and never sacrifice what you really want down the road for what you want right now. You know, stay true to who you are. Keep believing in yourself and, and keep changing your best every single day. And that's all you can do. That is all you can do. And continue to keep your perspectives and your responses in order and uh, go be real. Well, Coach, we thank you so much for the time. This has been this has been awesome. And thanks so much, Coach, for being on the show. And I want to make sure to tell everybody to subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod. And like the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again, Coach Fleck, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Keep rowing the boat. Thanks for everything. All right, we're rowing. Live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit HumbleWarriorPodcast.com to listen to our past episodes.